Hello everyone and welcome back to the Chelsea Overseas Podcast. This is our fifth episode and we're here to review the Aruba and Suriname game that Canada played these past few days, as well as to predict and talk about the future games against Haiti that are to come in the second round of the World Cup qualifiers. So Adam, what did you think of the Aruba game first? Well, I think, first of all, extremely happy to be off to round two. That absolutely amazing wins against both Aruba and Suriname. Obviously, Aruba, we had talked about, not really as competitive as Suriname, but um, it, was a, it was a job done for Canada, very professional performance. They got the job done relatively early, early goals. They were cycling through their both lineups they had first the the easier players playing i guess and then they cycled through to kyle laren and davies and david of course honestly they got that early lead and then they kept it going and i think after after even after the first goal it was pretty much over yeah for sure it was it was job well done from john herdman to split the squad up into one team against aruba one team against Suriname, where kind of our b team Got the job done against Aruba, and we brought on Davies, David Laren, late on just because we could. I like the way the B team was playing at first, to be honest. I, I liked how they were carrying it down the wing, and then they'd pass it right down to the middle, where often you'd find Cavallini just standing in the middle, waiting, ready to score. And I think that's how we got two of our goals. Yeah, for sure. It was, it was a professional and job well done from Canada against Aruba. And that set us up only needing a point against Suriname. Against Suriname, there was that pressure, though, because they were said to have been the greater team. Do you think there was more overhype? I think, I think in terms of like, because I had watched a lot of um, the previews on One Soccer and had read some of the articles um, coming out of uh, the Canadian media. And I thought we gave them a fair representation they were a team that could pose a threat they were a team that could be dangerous but if Canada was anywhere near their best they weren't gonna win well I mean in all fairness they were posing a threat the first 15 minutes of the game they got like almost two goals right from the start exactly and we had talked about if Canada's not on it Suriname can punish them this isn't Aruba with all due respect to Aruba and Cayman Islands and those teams Suriname can actually threaten Canada. They can make chances, exactly. They they did at the start, but as you saw, once Canada got control over the game... Yeah, by the 15, after the 15 minutes, I think it was more easygoing, smooth sailing from there. Definitely. Once Canada got a grip on it, uh, there was no way in for Suriname, right? And so I think maybe some fans from Suriname maybe overhyped it a little, but I think generally... I think generally it went as expected. Yes. Like, I think Suriname could pose a threat. They're a dangerous team. They're probably top 10 in the region, but they're a team that Canada should be beating consistently and should, if they're anywhere near their best, be beating comfortably. Since they had those unlucky two misses right right at the beginning for Suriname, I think after Canada's first goal, they dropped their heads and they weren't as active as they were before. Yeah, and it was an interesting... um, set up from Suriname in terms of we all thought maybe they'd go with a 4-3-3 but they went with two holding midfielders and a 4-2-3-1. Maybe Dean Gore the Suriname manager might have some 
regrets with maybe not being as forward thinking and maybe giving Canada a little too much respect. But I think overall, one way or another, once, as we, as you said, once Canada got control over it, once we got that all important first goal, once we were able to get Davies and one-on-one situations and David and Laren linking up. Oh my goodness, the Davies and David combo. There's no stopping him. I love the way Canada was making those through balls with almost all their goals. For sure, and the, the attack, it, it, the attack speaks for itself, right? When you have world-class exactly, yeah. talent, and th- that was why, really, I thought Canada should be beating Suriname because we have top-end talent that... And it's not even the world-class player that's at the very top. Do You have one that's making the pass and one that's making the run. And you have that pass straight like from just over half making the pass through two defenders and he's you see Davies making that run or David and they're just reverse their roles. Yeah, so overall, I think Canada's performance was really nice. You never had less than two people on one attacker at one time for the Canadian defense. And then when we got that um, counterattack, you had the through balls in which you were able to have Davies and David run up or even Laren, right? And make those chances. Yeah, the, the attack was, was something special, especially in that second half when uh, we saw Davies and David really link up and at the end of the first half, obviously. But I felt in the second half, the midfield really grew into the game. The likes of Azorio, Piet, Estacchio, and they started finding Davies, David, Laren a lot quicker and in better spaces. And then when Kay and Waterspoon came on later, they gave us... um, that bit more energy in midfield too and I thought the midfield really took over the game in the second half and absolutely was able to get the ball to our attackers and as I said the attack speaks for itself it's it's world class right Davies David right it's world class I don't want to jinx it but I what I'm liking is that I'm seeing Canada I think they're finding the rhythm with the way they need to be playing in terms of all their positions and hopefully I'm not jinxing jinxing that for the Haiti games coming up but I think if they play as good as they've been playing, we sh- we hopefully will be okay. I think so. And um, I think, too, I want to give a, a special mention to um, Canada. I thought Canada, we had talked about Canada playing a back three going into this game. And, yeah, Herdman went with it, and I thought it really worked. As I said, I think it took them about 15 minutes to get a grip on it because Canada hadn't played a back three in forever like in years. So it took this group a while to settle into it. But once they did, the way Canada pressed when they lost the ball and regained it quickly and didn't allow Suriname's midfield three to find Becker out wide to get the ball up to Hasselbank, the Canada's press took away Suriname's threat on the counterattack. And the back three really out of possession, I thought gelled and dealt with things really well. And I, I thought Daniil Henry's experience in the back was was really nice to, to have. And also Scott Kennedy making his first Canadian appearance. I wanted to ask you, what did you think of Scott Kennedy's performance? I was surprised. You know, when I had thought Stephen Vittoria would play, I was really surprised with Scott Kennedy. This is someone I'd never seen play. I was so surprised. And yeah, first cap for Canada in pretty much a knockout game. And I thought defensively was really good. But I also thought in terms of sometimes when Suriname would try to press a little, he kind of was able to 
just slide the ball into midfield and get us out of a, a couple sticky situations when we're playing out from the back. And I thought he was really good both on and off the ball. So special mention to the back three. Definitely. Yeah. and Canada's defense was very mm-hmm, strong in that mm-hmm. game. And it, everyone from uh, the wing backs to Davies, Larea tracking back well. Yeah. So Davies at left, left wing back. Do you think that that should be his position going forward? It's so interesting with Alfonso Davies because we talk about you know, people think, okay, he plays fullback for Bayern, so he should be... He's one of the best in the world in that position, so he could play fullback for us. Right. Other people are like, no, we kind of want to do what Austria do with David Alaba and have him higher up the pitch. So... I mean, he can arguably play any position, but yeah, it, it matters what works best with the team. Exactly, and I think it's a lot of in-game management in terms of, like, what does John Herdman think is best for the opponent? Exactly, yeah case-by-case basis yeah but i also think right what what left wing back does it's kind of a compromise right right where he has a little more freedom to go forward because he has the back three behind him but he also can because he's so quick he can track back and cover the space and help the back three yes so it gives him that really nice balance where he's able to do a little bit of everything and i actually think going forward this might be my favorite role for him. I think I think him playing more at back, I, I agree with that because I like him making the chances and setting it up forward, whether it's to the midfielders or straight to the um straight to the attackers. I like him setting that up rather than somebody else, and I'd I'd rather have Kyle Laren and somebody like Jonathan David more up top. I agree, because I think one thing with with left wing back rather than if he's playing in a front three if he's playing higher up the pitch, teams who are sitting back and kind of parking the bus a little, they're going to be able to, when Davies receives the ball, they're going to be right with them. When Davies is at wing back, he can kind of come from a deeper position, right? And then he can find David Laren and connect with those guys. So I do think wing back is a really nice option for him because I, I really think it gives him a good option both offensively and defensively. And I think it's also really good option for Richie Larea on the right-hand side, who I think really suits it too. I think all in all, I, we can both agree that the Surrey numbers Canada game, it took a little bit of momentum to get into it, but I think after a certain point, we were very comfortable. And since we really needed the draw, after that 1-0 goal, it was, it was pretty much uphill from there. For sure. I think um, this was a test. Uh, Surrey Nam could pose a threat. It was definitely one of the harder teams we've played. But we, we came out on top. Yeah, yeah. And really well done from Canada. Again, once they had the game under control and got their attacking players involved, it was smooth sailing from there and a comfortable night. And Definitely. Really just a, a good night for Canadian soccer to pass the first test of World Cup qualifiers in round one and make our way to round two. I think now that we're in round two, I think it's only fair we talk about the Canada versus Haiti games. So, of course, first we're away. And... What is at stake in round two, Adam? Well, I think obviously we had mentioned in the last episode about this could be the first time since 1998 World Cup qualifiers that we make the final round of qualifying. And this would give us 14 games against the likes of Mexico, U.S., Jamaica, Costa Rica, Honduras. This is what Canadian soccer needs. This is what this young group of player needs. This is what this country needs. So... 14 games against the best in the region. We beat Haiti. That's what we get in the fall. 
and a chance at Qatar, right? So big games, big games for sure. Imagine seeing our country in Qatar in 2022. That would be... That would be massive. That'd be pretty special. Imagine seeing Chelsea lift the UCL and then a year later, Canada makes the World Cup. I mean, how good is that? That would be crazy. So now, since we are playing Haiti, what can we expect from them? Do you think, what impact will the, because we played them last in the 2019 Gold Cup, right? And we lost to them. How do you think that will impact the Canada game now? Well, I think um, what we can expect from Haiti, I think Canada will have a lot of the ball. They'll control, the possession yeah. will be heavily in their favor, I think, unless, you know, Canada were to have the lead late on in the second leg and Haiti have to push on. But for the most part, expect Canada Canada to have most of the ball and Haiti to look to right. counterattack and pose a threat down the flanks and, and look to get the ball up to what can be a potent front three. In terms of the loss with, with the 2019 Gold Cup, I think, listen, that's one of the worst moments um, in Canadian soccer over the past like decade or so. Yeah, it was a disappointing performance. When this draw came out, when I saw we could play Haiti in the second round, I was so excited because, listen, Haiti know they can beat us. They've done it, you know? So that's a psychological boost for them. But for us, it's a chance at revenge. It's a chance to right the wrong. It's also, in comparison to other teams, we do stand a slightly better chance against Haiti, right? To Haiti are again in around, like, in around the top 10 area on CONCACAF. They're a team that made the gold cup semis this is a team this is a team that will challenge canada one million percent this is not a walk in the park definitely it's not an easy game you know but as we said with Suriname, this is a team we should be beating if we put in the type of performance that we saw against Suriname, if we put in a performance that's anywhere near our best we should come out on top especially with the fact that it's over two legs Play that strength at back and then take any chance we get at the uh, counterattack, just like we know Haiti will do. So what, what Haiti players can we watch out for? I think one is Duckins Nazan. I think I said that right. But he plays in the first uh, division right. in Belgium. Uh, and he has had a decent season there. And he has four goals in three games for Haiti in World Cup qualifying. He scored against Canada in that 2019 Gold Cup. This is a player who's playing at a high level. Obviously, the Belgian league is a very good league. And he's probably playing at the highest level out of all the Haitian players. A lot are kind of playing in the lower leagues of France. But Nazan is obviously playing in a top-tier league and will pose a threat. And it's another, you know, we had to deal with Becker and Hasselbank with Suriname. We're going to have to deal with the likes of uh, Duckins Nazan with, with Haiti. Sorry, what position does he play in again? He plays uh, at striker. He could really play also on the left of a front three also. He, he does have that versatility where you could, he doesn't really have to play as a lone striker, but expect him in around okay. that front three for Haiti. And so what will Canada's lineup be then to counterattack this? It's interesting because we do have two games in four days here. Yeah. So you you probably won't see the same 11 back to back. Do you think he's going to be rotating again? I don't think as drastically as he did in round one. Right. But I think there will be rotation. What I will say is like Davies, David, Laren, Astakio, Henry, 
Boyan. These guys play both games, 100%. Right. I think where the decisions come is who plays with Estacchio in midfield. Kay and Watherspoon have been really good when they've gotten their chance. Kay has been, uh, Kay has been performing outstanding lately. Yes, I'm a big fan of Mark Anthony Kay. And against a team that's going to sit back, I might, th- I might want to throw in Mark Anthony Kay because he can just pick the lock, you know? He can drive that right side as well. Mm-hmm. And and obviously Watherspoon's someone who can make runs beyond the striker and and link things up. So I think uh, he's a he's a good option. So I I think there's decisions to make in midfield. I think there's decisions to make with the back three if we're gonna play a back three again. I thought it worked well against Suriname. I thought we grew into it. So I would go with the back three again. It's just who plays with Daniel Henry. I think. Scott Kennedy and Alistair Johnson did really well, but do they play both games? I don't know. Scott Kennedy might be a little bit of a risk because he is, once again, like we said earlier, a little newer, and we're going to need all the skill we can put on the pitch against Haiti. I could see Kennedy and Alistair Johnson starting one game right? and then Atacube and Vittoria starting the other. Yeah. You know, and then Henry starts both. I could see that happening, and I could see... Like Mark Anthony K. I hope Mark Anthony K starts both games. You think? See, I wouldn't disagree with that. I wouldn't because I I didn't think Piet was outstanding against Suriname. Right. So maybe, and as I said again, against a team that's going to kind of sit back against you, we're thinking. Yeah. Maybe putting Mark Anthony K would be a really really good option. I think he does deserve a start. So. I could see some rotation. I think for leg one, for the first leg on Saturday, I would go with like Boyan and goal, Henry with Vittoria and Atacube. If Atacube is okay, we know he had an injury against Aruba. If not, Kennedy can play. So you want to play it safer for the first round where we're away? I'd say play it safer for the home game. It also depends on the scoreline too after leg one, right? Yeah, that's true. I just think, like, as I said, in terms of the back three, I could see some rotation over these two games. Henry, I think, is the only one who's definitely starting both. I think the others yes. will see some rotation. I think, as I said, in 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 midfield, it's Estacchio is going to start both. And then other than that, I think you might see a little rotation between K and Piet, Azorio, Watherspoon. Herdman would probably just want to have a comfortable lead first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's interesting. I, I think I think for leg one, we'll see a little bit of rotation at the back and in midfield. Okay. So do you think we should have Davies play at left wing back again against Haiti? Because we know we'll, they might be doing a lot of counterattacks, right? You're going to need someone to be able to hold that. Yeah, so I think um, Davies at left wing back is, as I said, I think it's a really nice option. And... I would go for it again. I think I think he was great against Suriname there. And I think that one thing, as I said, one thing with Davies is, like, you can't leave him one-on-one in this region. Yes. He'll burn you, right? So then, but then at the same time, David and Laren, their movement up front is so good, right? And you don't want to leave them one-on-one with center backs. So it gives teams... I think if we get the opportunity between David and Laren up top... The one-two, I think that'll be safer. But in terms of the counterattacks, I, I agree that Davies should be more back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think um, 
and especially against a team like we saw with Haiti that that can uh, we saw it in the Gold Cup where they can be really effective in transition and counterattacks. And having Davies at wing back, I think, would help that and also keep his threat going forward. And I think, um, yeah, I think we do go with it again. I think we do. If anything, he can also make that run too, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think we go with the back three again. And I think we go with Davies at wing back again. Who do you think plays midfield with him? So as I said, I think Astakio starts both games. And then between the two legs, I would I do see maybe I do agree with you actually that I'd play Mark Anthony Kane both. Mm-hmm. But maybe in the second leg, if you need to protect a lead, you go with Sam Piet, maybe. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so I think K and Piet, it kind of depends. They'll rotate maybe. I think with Azorio and Waterspoon, even Hoylet, if he comes back from injury, they'll rotate. So I would expect some rotation in midfield, I would. It'd be nice to see Azario play. Mm-hmm. I, I thought um, against Suriname, he was, he was good. I thought in the first half, he was a, wasn't as in the game as maybe you'd like, but in the second half, I thought he really came alive, and I, th- I thought he had a really, I thought he had a, a solid game. And then you think up top, it, ju- it should just be Laren and David? Yeah, I think those two play both games. I don't know how you don't play them. Yeah. Yeah, I, as I said, I think with David, Lair, and Davies... Those three have not disappointed yet. I think they deserve to play both games. Yeah, yeah, like a Stachio too. Even Larea, I'd say, Boyan. I think these guys play both games. But in terms of uh, who plays with a Stachio in the midfield, who plays with Henry in defense, I think those decisions... I think you you might see some rotation. Should we expect to see Cavallini? I don't see him starting because we have David and Laren. Yeah. But do expect him to come off the bench. Maybe more as a more center attacking midfielder position. With with Cavallini, I mean, you just park him in that 18-yard box and, you know, <laughs> hopefully we give him a t- couple tap-ins. But, yeah, I just think David, Laren, they start. Yeah. And then Cavallini, if you need an extra bit of thrust and an extra bit of kind of presence in that 18 yard box and more of an out and out striker. I think then you bring him on. But what, what I will say is that see in past years with this Canadian men's national team, we haven't been able to debate these things. We haven't been able to debate. We haven't had multiple players who are good enough to play in every position for Canada. We haven't had that now we have players that are versatile that can play in multiple positions. We have, we're able to rotate without our levels not dropping too much. It's definitely one of the best Canadian teams yet. Yes, yeah, this is a serious team for Canada. And this is one that, you know, as I said, should be in that final round and hopefully can cause some damage there. The, the top end talent we have in Davies, David Laren, it's... The attack is as good as Mexico. It's as good as U.S. It's Definitely. They're world-class players. Yeah, it's it's amazing to see. So do you think that makes Canada the favorite going into this match? Well, I think so. As I said with Haiti, they're a good team. They're a team that can cause problems. But, you know, with Canada's top-end talent, you know, Haiti do have a lot of players, as I said, kind of in, you know, second, third division of France. They don't really have players playing at the highest level right where Canada does have that in certain positions and we can 
I think even if we don't play necessarily well, you always have Davies, David Lahren, who can make something out of nothing. I think simply because of the loss against Haiti last time, I think that does make us sort of the underdogs. With Haiti, they do have the psychological boost of having beaten us and their team that, as I said, they've pulled results in the Nations League. I, I believe they drew Costa Rica twice. Um, they, in the Gold Cup, as I said, beat Canada. They narrowly lost to Mexico. It's a team that's pulled results. Like, they were perfect in round one of World Cup qualifiers. They're a threat, and they could be a threat on the counterattack. We know that, but if Canada is anywhere near their best... We should be taking care of Haiti. Definitely. Uh, yeah, and we should. Listen, we have to be wary of Haiti. They're a good team. Yeah. And they're more than capable of beating us, but we should feel confident. And with Davies, David, Laren. Our chemistry and our players make up Canada, make Canada into a much better team than it was before. Mm-hmm. So I think this will be more comfortable, but we are coming back from a loss and they shouldn't let that get to them. And. They should play well. Yeah, as I said, it's a chance for revenge, right? We've wanted this matchup. We've waited two years to right the wrongs of that Gold Cup, to beat Haiti in World Cup qualifying and book our spot into the octagonal, the final round. That's been the focus ever since the World Cup qualifiers draw came out. So uh, this is hopefully history in the making for Canada. This is a chance to make history. It's no easy... uh, team to to play against Haiti but if we want to be in that final round we should be beating Haiti and we should be showing the kind of talent we have up front definitely doable anything else you'd like to add Adam before these next two games everyone just breathe a little I know as Canadian fans we're all you know we have a lot of excited yeah we're excited and we have a lot of Canadian men's national team PTSD from all the um, yeah. disappointments. But listen, this is a, a serious team we got here. This is one that can cause problems for the best in the region. And this is one that we can seriously get behind. And it won't be easy, but definitely we can do it. We can do it. This is for the Canadian team. Despite having to play in Chicago for the home game, We are all supporting you just as much as we would be if we were watching you here in the BMO field or if we were watching you in Vancouver. Unfortunately, Ontario is still in lockdown for all those international listeners, but us Canadian soccer fans are supporting them just as much, and hopefully they'll pull through and we'll be able to see them in the big leagues one day. Let's make history. Go Canada!